Reddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, February 19th. The Vols won. So that's good. Vols baseball won. We're yeah. on a, are we on a winning streak officially? Hopefully. <clears throat> Hopefully. We're there. We're getting there. Just keep it that way. A win's a win. A win is a win. It was almost not a win. Too close for comfort. Did our guys know we were only up five with like 40 seconds left? I don't think they knew. I don't think they knew it was a two-possession game. The way we were acting. Apparently not, yeah. Um, and the fans did not realize somebody could actually come back because... Right. What was the score at one point? It was 61-48 with two minutes and 30 seconds left. And, it, and people started pouring out. Yep. And then they brought it within five. It was nerve-wracking. Brought it within two. Yes, they did bring it within two. And then... We hit... Within, they brought it within one. No, two... We'd hit both free throws, right? Do we? What do we end up winning by? I guess I don't by know. By four. Okay, yeah, that's right. I was thinking yeah. we won by five for some reason. At one point, I think I guess we were up by five. Yeah, because Bowden had to send two free throws to... Yeah. That's it. We were up by five. Then they came down. Pons didn't know a guy was around him and was just... I don't know what he was doing. Just dribbling the ball for fun and got it stolen. They came down and hit a three. Brought it within two and then they <clears> came down and fouled Bowden. And yeah. Bowden had to hit those. Or I'm pretty confident we lose that game. Yeah, probably. Pretty confident. I don't know what happened there at the end. Hey, but we won, so we're not going to complain too much until we talk about it, and then we might complain a little bit. So right. bear with us. Um, let me pull out our – we are obviously going to talk about the Vanderbilt game last night, and then the Vols travel to Auburn. Bachelor paradise now, apparently. Two, <laughs> apparently. two bachelor cities going up against each other this week. It's pretty, pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's good. Pretty crazy. Um, but we They're are both still in it, too. Do what? They're both still in oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big time, then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are going to preview the Auburn game. Then we're going to talk about some SEC basketball. Baseball's 4-0 going into the Round Rock Classic. We will talk about that win over UNC Charlotte, as well as their three upcoming games this weekend, or at least yeah, at least, probably all three, because we won't see you until later that Sunday night. Um, we're going to talk about some football. We're missing it a little bit. I know there's still basketball. I know baseball started, but you always have something. Football we, never truly ends. You all, Yeah, you always have there's something, something lingering. When you see a picture of Trey Smith in a cowboy hat, you have to talk about football again. Oh, so, yeah. Man of the year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we've got some segments for you guys. Before we do jump all the way into this show, Lane is going to tell you all about our friends at Commercial Bank. Guys, Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out the official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Official bank of more important issues. Yeah. And more important issues is the official podcast of, I don't know if that's Commercial true. Bank. We're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's jump right into the Vanderbilt game. I know it wasn't pretty. And what's crazy is like, and I think it was Power T-Tape also had a really good take on this. He was like, hot take, I think this team is just bad because we always talk about how they play just so bad. I don't yeah. disagree with him. But it's so frustrating to watch us play a five-and-a-half-minute stretch of good basketball where we make like a 12-0 run. Mm-hmm. We're up 10. And it's like that kind of basketball is somewhere in us. Yeah. Like between the 720 mark and 136 mark in the second half, they didn't score a point, and I think we scored 13 points. Yeah, I think there is, like, there's obviously some talent on this team. It's just they can't put it all together. And there's no one to take over and no one to really hold them. I don't know. You know, Jordan Bowden has 12 in the first half, and then he's virtually silent until that seven-minute mark in the second half. Yeah. And Fulberson, which I know he was being defended pretty well, was held to a point or two at halftime, which then he went on, like, a six-score six run, and then they got the guy that was defending him back in, and then finally he found some rhythm. But, but still, I mean – it wasn't – the first half especially was not ideal. Um, we go in tied unless – I don't know. Maybe the SEC took away a point again at, at halftime. I don't know. In my half. Especially with how many times they went to the board um, last night. Teddy Valentine was loving that replay. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Fulgerson ended up with 17, which I know a lot of that work was done at the free throw line. is still pretty impressive. Yeah, 17 and 7 uh, and three blocks. Three blocks, and he made he made Scotty Pippen look like a – Scotty Pippen Jr., excuse me. Look like an idiot a couple times. And there was a couple layups he missed. Yeah. Like right at the rim. He just it just didn't fall. Right. So yeah, I mean I, I definitely think John Fulgerson is an all SEC player. It's probably second team just because of who all is in the SEC. But I mean you can't like he's he's been our workhorse this season. I mean right. without without his, you know, development, 
without the Scobie coming in, we lose that game last night. We lose a lot of games. Oh, yeah. A lot of games. Devontae Gaines, man, if we're going to talk about people we're pleased with, I'm loving it. He is playing some good basketball. I know it's not great on the offensive end, but it's getting there. We went from where he couldn't do anything on the offensive end. That mm. Now he's doing something. Please don't shoot another three. <laughs> but, Ooh, yeah. um, but you know, he, he works hard to get rebounds. And then, obviously, what he does defensively cannot be understood. He's just a pest, man. Yeah. Like he, He's just somebody you like to cheer for. And, and his name's the ticket. He's got an awesome nickname. So, that's, that makes you ten times better, right? Right. No, absolutely. I mean, I just I think we've known from the get-go this season that he was going to be good defensively. It was just like, I don't know how many minutes he can get us if he's not going to get us much offensively. Kind of yeah. like Pons last year. I know he started, but at one point it was like, can't start anymore. You're not doing anything offensively. So Gaines is now being able to produce more offensively at four points last night. Um, two rebounds? Two rebounds. He, yeah. He's doing one of those offensive. He's doing well offensively enough that he's getting more minutes. 14 minutes last night. I would guess that's a career high. I'd have to go check again. But 14 minutes seems like it's probably his career high. Yeah, probably. He might have flirted with it the last couple of nights <clears throat> where uh, James was out, but. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say that. Fully healthy, that's definitely his right. his career high. Um, but definitely getting some more minutes and um, might be taking away minutes from Jalen Johnson here soon if he doesn't. I'm very pleased with Devontae Gaines, and I'm excited to where his development's going to go once he gets in the weight room. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's as big as this freaking cord right here. Right. <laughs> but the good thing is, is, I mean, Josh Richardson was never that big. We're going to look at Tennessee right. guys. Oh, like yeah. That. I mean, I, I think it, it was it was a project, and it was kind of one of those projects where you go buy an expensive um, Pinewood Derby car kit, and you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. When it's done, it's going to be great. Like, I, I feel like that when they got Devontae Gaines, you're like, yeah, this is probably not – he's not going to be a one-and-done, obviously. He's right. not going to – he's probably going to be a four-year guy, but he's going to give you solid minutes throughout those four years. And it's a project. It's somebody that you can develop into a really good player just because of the heart he gives. Right. Um, In each and every game, you're going to get that throughout his career. I'm very excited to where his development heads. And I think he tries to be commanding on the offensive end. I don't think he's good enough yet. Mm -hmm. But I think he tries to be a a commanding guy, you know, a a leader on the offensive end. So I'd like to see his skill and size – Excuse me, develops a little bit more where he goes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited for Devontae Games. I'm, I'm pretty confident he'll be. Yeah, he'll I be mean, fine who, who said he he can't be the next Josh Richardson? Yeah, right. I mean, if we, if we get mean, another Josh Richardson, he, I'll be. He came happy. in and he couldn't shoot. I mean, I don't know how good he was at Tennessee shooting by the end of his career. He went to the hole really right. well. You're right. He went to the hole really well. Yeah, and that's that's what got him drafted. Right. I don't know. I mean, and he can shoot now. I don't know how well mm-hmm. he could. Yeah. Even his senior year at UT, I could just be misremembering some things. That Donnie Tyndall year was rough. <laughs> Until the end. No, well, the firing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever it, it was. It was fun. Is that the only time we've been happy that the NCAA has come down on a Tennessee coach? <laughs> like, thank you all for that show clause. Thank you, oh, NCAA. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Um, yeah, he was a terrible coach. Like Rick Barnes though, said about the Vanderbilt game specifically, our offense has just got to improve. We've got to be more aggressive. And then you just got to finish a game out strong. Good teams finish – like, it, Looking at Auburn, Auburn's, you know, lost some close games. But if you play like that down the stretch, whether you're in the lead by 10 or you're losing by 10, you're going to get beat. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. If yeah. you're winning by 10 and you give that to Auburn down the stretch, you get beat. And I don't know if you're ready to segue into Auburn, but Auburn's won four overtime, five overtime games. They yeah. don't – and they're 5-0 and oh in overtime. Yeah. They three, don't lose games down the stretch. They've won three in the last four games. They don't lose games down the stretch. Yep. So if you play like that, winning or not down the stretch, you lost. Mm-hmm. So you better figure out how to finish game strong. Yep. I mean, before we get in, into that, Josiah Jordan James has to be better. Yeah. I mean, bottom line. I mean, he was get they were going at him last night because I don't know maybe they saw a little blood in the water and just thought you know they could keep getting frustrated by going at him, but. Yeah, he did. He definitely did not look in his element last night. Only took two shots, didn't score a point, and fouled four a fouls. Yeah, yeah. Um, only played thirteen minutes, but I had five rebounds. I mean, that's that's somebody you're going to need production from. And you could tell when he was was not in the lineup or didn't play. You know that that hurt our team. We're definitely going to need need more from him. And he only played thirteen minutes. Credit a lot of that to his foul trouble. Um, probably while Jalen Johnson and Devontae Gaines were both able to get. Significant minutes. I don't. Um, I don't understand the love with 
Jalen Johnson. I'm not taking anything away from the kid, but like I don't understand why Rick Barnes continues to praise him after every single game. I, I mean, I don't, I don't. But trash is a guy like Viscovi. I mean, he he did come back and say, "I don't know about trashes." Well, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there there was a lot of criticism toward Viscovi, and he had six turnovers. But good lord, he's the only guard that puts the ball on the floor. Right. I just meant using the word trash. That's all. I meant. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, wrong, wrong choice of words, but. For real, I, I don't understand why he's like, Jalen Johnson did this, this, and this well. I mean, Viscovi's the only aggressive guard we have on this team. Yeah, he's, he's the only aggressive guard. He's the, sorry, he's outside of, which Fulgerson, I'm going to like hesitate to call him, you know, uh, aggressive because most of his shots are going away from the rim, most of them. Yeah. So, but Viscovi's either driving, penetrate to kick, or he's driving to shoot a layup. Or he actually shoots the wide open three when it comes to him. And I, go, I get Bowden does that too. But outside of Bowden and Viscovi, no one else shoots the ball when it comes to them and they're open. Pons will shoot it, but he hesitates first. Yeah, he does um, hesitate every single time. Yeah. Gaines shot it one time when he was wide open, but I'm begging him never to do it again. Blavsic <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't know what he's doing at all on the court. He doesn't have a clue. Doesn't have a clue. Sometimes Olivier looks good, and sometimes he just looks rough. He looks so lost. He looks like yeah. he just looks kind of like. Plovsic doesn't know where he's at. Like, his hands are never ready on the offensive no. end. It blows my mind. He's always late. He's trying to get a body on people, but he's always so late, he's getting boxed out. I don't think he trusts his ability. I would say that's on the offensive end. I'd say that's a big, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I'd say that's got to be most of it. I, mean, I just don't have, like, Devontae Gaines, he knows, like, he's not going to go in there and score 15 points, but he's going to go in there and get rebounds and get some steals. You know, he... He puts his body out there to like he, he knows he's capable of doing something. Right. Some kind of production. But Olivier, he just looks oh my goodness. I don't remember if it was Olivier or Pons had that terrible toner turnover that they should have kicked it out. That was the right thing to do, but they should have kicked it out to whoever was on in the corner. Oh yeah, it was not Olivier. top up top. Yeah. And didn't even look. Like mm-hmm. didn't look to see who was around the guy. Just looked to see it was Pons. Yep. Yeah. No, it was Olivier. It, it was Olivier. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he had to turn past the guy wide open on the corner. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he just looks – Olivier looks lost out there. I like him. I think he can develop. He's got the body. He's got the athleticism. But, man, he's got to get it figured out. We do get to put the victory cap on. Yeah, we That's won. The good news. We won. That's the good news. We won. That's the good news. Up 61-48 with 2.30 left. Ended up with six seconds left. 63-61 was the score. That's bad. Scotty against a terrible Vanderbilt team. Right. And then Scotty Pippen Jr. hadn't scored a point until we fouled him in the last minute. Was yeah. the free throw line. Saban Lee hadn't scored a point until we fouled him. He got his first two points at the free throw line. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. At what point? Early in the game. I mean, like, oh, okay. but, but, like seven, but like seven minutes in. I was going to say he had 18. Did he have no. all 18 points? He had, no, he had like 16 or uh, 15 of those points in the second half. Oh, really? Something like that. I'm going to look it up now. Yeah, he he hadn't had a point like seven eight minutes into the game. I think we until we fouled. I think we defended him well. He had five, we did. He, he had five turnovers. He had eighteen points, but he's also he also shot six for thirteen. Right. Um, I, I feel like we did a good job. Uh, and credit to Bowden. I mean, Bowden's got a lot of criticism from a lot of people right. this this season, and you know some of that rightfully so. But he's done a great job defensively, even though the the offense. Just hasn't defensively. Been we played well, and they were trying to get mismatches all night, and we didn't let them get mismatches on Saban Lee. We did a good job, but they did get mismatches all night on Jordan Wright. He had twenty three. Yeah, what in the world? I don't understand how we couldn't guard him so well. I don't. I don't get it. I need to try to find out how many Saban Lee had in the first half last night. Probably go to there. Yeah, he had twenty three points and did not have a foul. Like he just literally stood. At the three-point line and waited for the ball. And then would try to cross. He'd wait for uh, them to switch on him. He'd get like a big and try to cross yeah. him up and go to the basket. Yeah. That's literally the way he did every single time. And Vandy's weird like that. Against Kentucky, I think DeSue, I think is how you say it. Yeah. He was the one that went off for them. He had like five threes. And that's why they were up so Is that much. number one? Yes. He had a lot of open looks last well, night. So his... The thing was, was like we, when we gave him open looks, like when he knew he had to shoot real quick, he missed it. But when we'd give him open looks and either not pressure him or he had time in the shot clock or whatever, like whatever allowed him to have enough time, that's when he would kill us. Like I was fine when when we penetrated, kicked, and pressured him, or penetrate, you know, penetrate 
They penetrate. We crash with one second left in the shot clock. He's not going to be able to. But if you let him, every time we let him catch it, see it, shoot it, he was making it. He shot 11 threes last night. And I bet he only made, I'm not even looking at the box score, but he make three? Yep. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I was, at one point, like, he made one late in the game, and I was like, let him have it. And he made it, and I was like, he's not going to make that again. And no. he didn't. That was his last three. So, it's like, I'll take those. Yeah, they just get a lot of production from guys that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. I guess that's just the beauty of being terrible. Like, you never know who's going to actually show up for a game. Right. But we were down, like, in the early in the second half. We came all the way back and then just went on a tear for, like you said, that five, five and a half minute mark. And then. It was from 720 on. They didn't score a single point. It's 720 to a minute, minute 36. They didn't score a single point. And we scored 10 or 12. Yeah, it was very frustrating to see that stretch happen and then finish the game out. I will, I mean, I will say this about Vanderbilt. For them to have 23 bench points and still get beat, it shows that we at least had to really fend them off. Um, but, 26. Yeah, sorry. 23 came from Jordan Rodolone. Yeah. Sorry. Um, we we had nine, which is more than normal, and we're going to need more than that. That we, And I think we'll start getting more scoring from Devontae Gaines. So, so what do you think the problem is with this Tennessee team? I mean, it's obvious that we're just not that talented, but what do you think it may be like position-wise or you know, guys that are playing that shouldn't or guys that aren't playing that should? I don't think there's necessarily anybody playing that shouldn't. I don't really have a big problem with the Jalen Johnson minutes right now just because, we're yes, just he had – We're just not that talented. <laughs> right. We're just not that talented. But I just – I don't feel like we're ever – so I say that Viscovi's the only aggressive guard we have on the team – I don't feel like anyone's ever looking at the rim when they get the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. How many like how many times have we caught the ball coming off a screen and we're looking for the next pass instead of looking to see if we can drop or looking to see if we can shoot or whatever. And it's just rare. And it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating to watch that motion offense and we're just looking for the next pass. Yep. It's infuriating. Um, I think if we can just find – and then I feel like there's not a lot of backside movement. When there is backside movement, you see incredible passes from Vescovi that finish in dunks or easy layups. Yep. And, and I just don't feel like there's enough backside movement in that. And I think I think Rick Barnes has pretty much covered that with the the pathetic offense he labeled it as in the first half or whatever he said. It was pathetic. And uh, it got less pathetic in the second half, and you went on that stretch of really good offense, and then it got pathetic again. Um, when you're aggressive, you go to the free throw line. We went to the free throw line last night. I feel like we were aggressive at times. I feel like we were aggressive – at certain points in that game. And, and we even got them in a couple of guys in foul trouble early. I think, um, I think Saban Lee was in foul trouble pretty early, yeah, which yeah. I know he got that cheap call early on in the game, but I think he had like three fouls with like 10 minutes left in the game. Abina was the, the big one. He was number 50. Yeah. And you got him in foul trouble. Yep. But, uh, and that, yeah. that's kind of what got John Fulkerson going when they had mm-hmm. to sit him down for a little bit. He kind of found his groove and then right. came back in, but. Yeah, I mean, a win's a win. John Fulgerson, like I said, all SEC player, 18.8 points per game in the last five games. Yeah, that's good. And uh, Vescovi's averaging 15, I think. Really? In the last, I think over the season now. Hmm. That may not be true. It's something close to that, though. It, it may be over the last couple games, but it's, okay. yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's so crafty and, like, he never shies away from the moment. That's That's what yeah. makes him, like, unlike any other freshman that we've seen in a long time at Tennessee. Yeah. Just does not shy away from any pressure whatsoever. I mean, like, when he bites his arm, like, he like he's literally biting ice. Like, he literally has ice in his veins. I love that he didn't even do it first when he hit that big three to end our run. He didn't even do it first. It was uh, um, Jordan Bowden did it first. Really? Yeah. Like, he like he looked back at Jordan Bowden, Jordan Bowden, and he did it. And I, I really Love hate it. that Jordan Bowden is having the season he right. is having because you love the kid. I mean, he's he's been kind of everything you want out of a leader. It just hasn't been the production that you wanted this – or what you thought this season. Mm-hmm. So, Saban Lee's first two points came at the 10-25 mark of the game, and they were free throws. Oh, and then he didn't – I don't think he scored the rest of the time in the first half. Hmm. I'm, I'm confirming right now. Also, the same play that we lost – the South Carolina he had game four on points in the first half. Hmm. I knew we had held him to very little. I knew it, but I just didn't know what it was exactly. But yeah, was. the same exact play that we um, lost to the on yeah. the South Carolina game happened, and it which this time charge against South Carolina, yeah. it turned into an and one. It's just 
on our end. Yeah, and it was a it was blocked by um, what's his name last time. Oh my gosh, big dude for South Carolina. Um, yeah, it was blocked last time. So I don't. But he it either went out of bounds or it stayed in, and we could have gotten. I mean, it should not have been a charge. I'm right. not even calling for it to be a block. It didn't get called a block. They called it on the second guy, right? No, they called it. A they block. did call. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But I was thinking they called it on the second guy. I'm not. I don't even need that to be a block there, though. Like I feel like he he was there. I just feel like Fulkerson didn't go into him. Yeah, it should not have been a charge. Yeah, definitely shouldn't have been a charge. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that mad about it, guys. Don't worry. I'm not that mad. I'm pretty mad. Yeah. Um, but Auburn on Saturday, it's a noon tip, number thirteen in the country, twenty-two and three, nine and three in conference play. They play Georgia tonight here in just a few minutes. They tip off. Um, they did lose to Missouri a week ago, or it'll be a week ago when we play them. They lost eighty-five to seventy-three. Yeah, their their last yeah. five games have been close. They they won over Kentucky, and then you had those overtime wins over LSU, Arkansas, and Alabama, and then you lost to Missouri. Um, and like you said, play Georgia tonight. They Dottie's their leading scorer. He averages sixteen points per game. Um, Austin Wiley is a a big that I think we're gonna have trouble with. He averages nine point four rebounds per game and um, averages like ten points. So he's he's pretty much a double yeah. double guy. And they have a really good freshman forward. Yep, really good freshman forward. And yeah, Okuru. Yeah, Okurio. and he's probably gonna be a first round draft pick. So I mean. Auburn's got talent. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. Right. Probably get a ton of offensive rebounds because you never know when where it's going to go. Please put a body on a body and box somebody out. Yeah, and, I mean you just. I feel get, like we're going to get very frustrated on that very thing come Saturday. I just don't know how we're going to be able to defend them. Like I just don't. They're yeah. so. I think it's going to we're going to look a lot like number one the SEC championship game last year, and number two just our normal defense where we over like we overhelp. And leave guys wide open, and they're gonna Auburn's gonna hit wide open shots, and they're gonna do it quickly. They want to play as fast as humanly possible. Yep, they want to. They want to push the tempo. I want to. I want to see us slow it down, but we don't have the offense to do it. The, the what sucks is the only way we beat Auburn is running out in front of them and scoring because we don't have the offense to slow it down. And especially with a Bruce Pearl coach team where they're gonna try to create turnovers at the top of the key, like. I think if we're able to to keep up scoring, I, I feel like we're going to be able to defend them just because of our defense. I mean, um, I hope so. I'm just, I mean, it does worry me. And and every team that plays us seems to shoot their best freaking game besides Vanderbilt. They right, right. Me. But, um, yeah. So th- there's kind of that worry. You, you just, but it, I, I think you. Just I trust can't our defense help. enough. But if our offense can keep up, I feel like we're in the game. I, I mean. That the thing about the offense, I don't know how you do it because, like, typically I look at a game like Auburn, and I'm like, I know t- Tennessee doesn't play a slow tempo game necessarily. I think people think that now just because our offense is so bad. It's not that we're playing slow; it's just we're bad. Yeah, we want to we we push the tempo when we can if we have numbers. If we don't, we pull it back and play, you know, half court set. But our half court set is so bad, it looks like we're playing slow offense. I, I yeah. that's not the kind of team we are because you have one person. Right. Dribbling. That that's all you have. Right. And if, if if we were playing Auburn a year ago, I'd be saying what I said last time, let's slow it down. We have the offensive set because you had Grant or Admiral or uh, I mean even at that point Alexander, you had Bone and Lamonte to, to handle the ball up top. Now you can't do that. So I just feel like you have to push the tempo offensively, try to get out scoring, and then work your tails off defensively and individually you gotta work your tails off defensively. Yep. And try to just limit their scoring. I think that's the only thing you can do. If you get into half court sets with them, they're going to create turnovers, and that's going to lead to points, and it's going to be an ugly. Yeah, game. they're going to get a lot of transition threes, and you do not want that. No, no. I, limit their. I think limit their transition opportunities. I think this is the one game I do say if you turn the ball over, just foul. Yeah, maybe get out. Get out in front of them, and if if you can't slow them down, just foul them. Because they're averaging like 80 points per game. So they're they're wanting to go fast, and we're only averaging 66. And this is where we need to – we really need Viscovi. I know he's trying to make plays when he turns the ball over most of the time. But mm-hmm. you just – if the play's not there, don't make it. Don't force anything. Because if you have turnovers, probably going to lead to points. Yep. That's what they're trying to do is get turnovers that lead to points. I, I would be I, – they don't have it on ESPN. I would be very curious to see what their turnovers-to-point ratio is. I'm sure it's pretty good. And I think – Dowdy or Dotty, however you say that, he's averaging like last few games like twenty two or something. Yeah, I mean he's he's lighting it up. So and I, and a lot of those games were in overtime. So I'm sure he got some points that way. But still, don't you don't want to go to overtime with him? No. 
if you play a close game with them, they win. Yep. I, if, and if Tennessee's able to ground it out, you might be looking at a Tennessee team that that you go and say, maybe this is a team that can make a, an SEC tournament run and make things interesting at the end of the year. But I mean, so I think this is the game where you look at if you're Tennessee, you look at it and say this is the opportunity to like sack up and decide if you want to be a contender because Auburn's going to make you think you're that kind of team if you can if you can beat them or play them close. Right, and Rick Barnes talked about it last night. He was like, you can't ask for a better schedule at this point in the season. No, because this is where you like, you know, everybody's kind of watching you now. Like this is the end of the season. How are teams going to look? Right, come tournament time. Is this a tournament team? And you play Auburn at Auburn at Arkansas, Florida at Kentucky, and then Auburn again. I mean, you, you can't ask for a better um, schedule in that regard. Now it's tough. It sucks in that regard, but but, but to, also, to make a tournament, that's that's this is the the way to pad your resume. I mean, yeah. And let's talk about making it to the tournament. Uh, NCAA is almost impossible. If you take if you win a couple games here, with the way the rest of the college basketball has been. And you do good in the SEC tournament, you don't even have to win it. You win a couple here, do good in the SEC tournament, find yourself in the final, semifinal. Yeah. I mean, look look at the rest of the field. It's not like there's a ton of impressive candidates in the field. I, I would say just control what you can control. If they yeah, exactly. put you out, um, if, yeah, you but, know, but put it up to chance. Right. You know, let, make, let them make the decision. Make them make the decision. Right now, it's an easy no. Right. They don't have to think about it. Right. Make them make a decision. You've got to win a couple of these games. You've got to. You've got to get out. I mean, what do we have? Fifteen wins. Yeah, we're number twenty-five in the country has seventeen wins. Yeah, like there's like this and this year in college basketball. There's no reason to see somebody here has like seven losses in the top twenty-five. In my everybody has seven losses in the top twenty-five. <laughs> Just about Seton Hall, West Virginia, Marquette. I was eight. Butler has seven. BYU. Why is, Arizona, why is everybody saying the Big East is so good? I don't know. Big East is not that good. I, I mean, they have some good teams. The, yeah, they have some decent year. teams, but I it's feel not like, like they would beat the SEC straight up or anything. No, or beat the ACC straight no. up. But yeah, I mean, this is. I feel like this is a year that if you were to sneak in on a bad resume, yep, you can if you beat the team. If you beat some teams, resume builders, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see us making the tournament, but if you want to have any kind of shot, I'm you know, I'm with you. Take control what you can control. Make the team, make the tournament committee turn you down. Yeah. Make the committee turn you down. That's all you can do. Let's talk about some SEC basketball. I'm getting riled up over here. I'm getting warm. I'm going to take my jacket. Take your shirt off. I might actually take it off. I'm supporting Tennessee soccer today. Take your shirt off, man. I will. I'm about to get naked in here. Oh, wow. We going shirts off for this, the rest of this? Shirts and skins. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to get over to our SEC basketball. I know Georgia does play uh, Auburn tonight, like we mentioned. That is here in just a few minutes. I don't know what channel. I would have said that. Probably ESPN, SEC Network. I bet that's an ESPNU game. Just seems like an ESPNU game. Um, it's on ESPN2. Dang it. So close. What is this doing to me? Mine is kicking me all around. Do you have any more of the SEC yeah, games tonight? Yeah, so uh, last night you had Kentucky, LSU. That was a close one. Uh, Kentucky tried to give that away late, um, but they end up winning 79-76. Oh, seeing Will Wade cry like a little baby was awesome. Why did he try to throw his tie? I don't it was know. To his, it was like tied around his neck. <laughs> He's probably trying to hang himself. I thought like he had a clip on. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. I mean, if, I would be mad if, too if I was paying the players this amount of money and they lost Kentucky like that. True. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to impress Shaq, right? Because his son's going. Missouri. Are they? Is Conzo I, Martin rallying people behind under potential firing, and he's like, guys, I might get fired. Does he go to Marquette this time? If he <laughs> probably if he leaves Missouri, then you obviously had Vanderbilt, Tennessee ended the way it should have. Um, you had Florida and Arkansas. Florida won seventy three fifty nine. They're playing good right now. Yeah, I don't like having them in a week. Yeah, in a week. Yeah, a week and a half. Missouri, Ole Miss played. Missouri won seventy one sixty eight. They keep finding ways. It's incredible. It's stupid. Xavier Pinson at 32. Who do they have on Saturday? Let me check that real quick. See if they have a chance to get a win or if it's just count them out. They play Arkansas. Three-game win streak for Missouri. Maybe. Let's see it. Uh, And then tonight you have Auburn and Georgia on ESPN2. Texas A&M and Alabama on the SEC Network. And then late tip, South Carolina Mississippi State on the SEC Network as well. I don't know. Alabama's favored by ten and a half against Texas A&M. Mm. Really? I'm not buying that. Not buying that ticket. No yeah. thanks. No thanks. 
That all you got for FC basketball? You want? That's all I got. Anything else? Let's get to the undefeated team. Let's get there before we get there, though. I oh, do yeah. want to tell them about my friends at my bookie. I don't know about you, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try parlay. If you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to my bookie because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with my bookie. If you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. Just use the promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code C-H-A-I-R to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Go check them out. It's almost time for March Madness. That's my favorite betting time of the year. Let's go ahead and start practicing. That's what you need to do. Start practicing, getting your picks in, and then by the time the tournament's here, you got it. Yeah. Baseballs. Baseballs. 4-0. Can't start any better than that. That's 5-0. Start that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. Get that win on, on Friday against Texas Tech. Um, but last night you played Charlotte at four, won that game eight to two. Elijah Pleasant's got the start on the mound. Um, he pitched five innings, had six hits, one on run, and three Ks. Um, and then kind of pitched a, a pitcher every inning to just get some guys some looks. You had Sean Hundley come in, um, Mabry, DeLashmet, and then you had the closer, Redmond Walsh, come in and uh, struck out two batters. Um, you only gave up – you had ten hits, gave up seven, um, and just one hit after the fifth inning. Um, so after Elijah Pleasants went out, only gave up one hit. Oh. Um, so solid outing for Tennessee's pitchers. Jake Rucker hit a home run in the first inning. He has two home runs so far this season. Didn't have a single home run yeah, in his freshman year. Um, so the man's been in the weight room. And somebody else that is in the weight room is Zach Daniels because that man is ripping the ball. <laughs> Um, so Jake Rucker had three hits, two RBIs, um, and Daniels hit a bomb to deep center last night. Um, he had two hits, three RBIs. I mean, the Vols are hitting it, killing it. 53 and six and they're, uh, is how they're outscoring their opponents so far this season. Um, but then this weekend, it's a big test. Texas Tech, yep. you start off Friday at eight o'clock, um, in Round Rock, Texas. I'm curious to see, because, you know, this isn't exactly a weekend series. You're not playing the same team three times. So it's going to be interesting to see how we handle it and see I think the results from this, because these are three good matches. I mean, you're not playing UNC Charlotte or Western Illinois. This is more of a – this is a test. Yeah, and depending on how you look at it, Texas Tech is a top five opponent. I think they're number six uh, per D1 baseball and they're number four per Baseball America. They uh, they're four and zero. Also, they are outscoring their opponents sixty five to eleven in the last four games. Oh wow! But they have played like Northern Colorado, and I forget the other team that they played. It was some like other team like that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they're they're a really good team. I, I feel like this is you can kind of treat this like a weekend series because I feel like you face Texas Tech. You know, that's your that's your Friday matchup. You want to have your best stuff on right. that day. Um, so you can kind of treat this like a um, like a matchup like that. I'm interested to see if Garrett Crochet pitches on Friday night. He had some soreness, so didn't pitch in that opening series. We'll kind of see where that's at. And then you play Houston on Saturday, and then Stanford, um, who is ranked number 25 per, per D1 baseball. Um, they're 1-2 and two on the season. They lost to the series to Cal State Fullerton, and then Houston lost the series to Youngstown State. Um, and they lost two of those games in extra innings, so – you know, three pretty good opponents, Texas Tech and Stanford, I feel like are definitely ahead of Houston. Um, but those Texas Tech and Houston, they don't have to go very far um, to get to Round Rock, Texas. So, um, you know, maybe that plays a part. But I, I feel like this is a good test to kind of gauge where Tennessee baseball is at and see where you're at within the rest of the country. Because SEC is great. Right. So even if you're, you know, mid-pack of the SEC, you're still probably one of the top 25 teams <laughs> right. in the country. Definitely, like, your SEC schedule will definitely tell you a lot, too. Yep. Those games, too, you can watch them on TV at f- whatever Flow Baseball is. I'm sure online, I guess I should say. Flow Baseball. 
okay. I need to. I got. I can I do some that. research real quick. But yeah, you will be able to watch those games. Awesome. I was wondering if they. And be... I'm sure Vol Network will be carrying them as yeah, well. I'm, I'm wondering the if Saturday the... game it'll probably go to AM. So I guess they're not on the Watch ESPN app. Doesn't look like it. Let me. See if I can do some research on this flow baseball real quick. Flow, baby. It's F-L-O. Yeah, F-L-O baseball dot TV. Do you have to make an account? Looks like it. Oh, that's bad. But I don't, I mean, I don't think, it doesn't look like he was charging me anything. We can tweet all this out too on Friday. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because we'll, we'll, it. We'll kind of do some research and figure that out. It says plans from twelve ninety nine, twelve forty nine a month. Cancel any time. So maybe a free trial and then just cancel right when you're done. Oh, that reminds me. I bought an NFL access account. Did I already cancel that? I hope I did. I was listening to the Titans game driving somewhere. Where oh, and you just bought it? Well, I bought it because it's like a 90-day free trial. Oh. And now I'm worried. Forgot. Yeah. Did you have to put in a credit card? Yeah, yeah. You had to do all that. I'm pretty oh. sure I canceled it. Where were we driving to that I was listening to? That? I don't know. I don't know either. Interesting. Well... I better go make sure I cancel that. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, so I was trying to listen to just iHeartRadio and listen to like the um, like hometown, uh, like the the Titans one. Mm-hmm. And it was said you couldn't listen to it because of like NFL restrictions. And like they were going to make me go pay like in a free NFL access or whatever to listen to it. I was like, that is stupid. It's not even on like... Like, I don't know if it was on the actual radio this, in Nashville, but it definitely uh, okay. wasn't on, like, iHeartRadio. That's dumb. Yeah, I was pretty upset about it. Pretty upset. Football. Football positions. Talking just... Yeah, I mean, I put I'm this on here because I wanted to talk about football because yeah, we haven't right, talked right. about it in a couple well, episodes. Just, but, you know, we had some... You know, going into last season, you thought the offensive line and defensive line was going to be our weaknesses. What do you think the weaknesses going into... Um, next season will be. I think defensive line is still a question mark. Mm-hmm. I don't think offensive line is. I think everybody can agree on that. Um, and then I think defensively, I'd just say our front seven. Because yeah. I think linebackers, there's some question there. I think you have a couple guys short up, and then you know you have talent coming in, but it's like, still got to find leadership. You lost Daniel Batuli, and you could argue you lost the first two games of the season because you didn't have Daniel Batuli. So I think just the front seven in general. I think yeah. is a, I think secondary is pretty I'm fairly confident in them. Yep. Um so I'd just say the front seven in general. And then offensive, I'd just say the only questions I have are quarterback and I'll say receiver, because I'm just not a hundred percent confident in our receivers yet. Because you haven't seen much of them. Yeah, I mean that that's one for me would just can these freshmen make an early impact. Right. Um, like we hope. Right. You know, speed kills, but is is speed going to be, you know, how are we going to use that speed? Right. Is, is kind of my question because we didn't, you didn't really use speed last year. I mean. And you didn't have a, you didn't have a ton you, of. Yeah, you didn't have a ton of it. Especially but, when you consider like, we didn't have a ton of blow by speed like we're getting. Right. Obviously, Marcus Callaway can outrun anybody in 100 yards, but mm-hmm. blow by speed is what you really want. And right. Receiver, get, one of to get separation, can they can they get off the line of scrimmage? Can they get separation? Um, I'm excited about Josh Palmer. I'm very excited about Josh Palmer. Um, and excited. is is D'Angelo Gibbs? Is he? Will he stay on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, I mean that's. It looks like he will, but yeah, who knows? I, I think especially with what you lost, I feel right. like he's going to be there. Right. Now these freshmen come in and ball out like Malachi Wadman, Jalen Hyatt, Jimmy Callaway may not be there long. Yeah, then he he might go over to the defensive side, but. I don't know. It, it seemed like he wasn't happy playing the defensive side at Georgia, so I don't know right. why we would get him here and make no, him play defense. Definitely a good point. I'm curious kind of that too. But I think it also is just like, where do we need you? And last year, obviously, he didn't play, so he probably got moved around a lot more like scout team and position-wise because it wasn't as important. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm curious to see what we do with him as well. But yeah, I think I think defensive line is obviously something because you just don't have a ton of no. star power, but you don't lose anybody. On the defensive line. Now, outside linebackers is a different story. You lose uh, Darrell Taylor, so that's that's a weakness for me is outside linebacker. Who are you going to get to rush the quarterback? Right. Is it going to be Kevon Bennett? Is he going to build on what he did last season? Is it DeAndre Johnson? Does Roman Harrison make his next step? Is Morvin Joseph a guy that can come in and make an early impact? I don't know. I mean, there, there's I, a lot of yeah. – 
there's a lot of question marks. I, I don't think there's a ton of question marks with what we have as far as like starters. Nah. As far as like depth wise, besides receiver probably, but besides that, I think depth wise is kind of where the question marks lie for me. Yeah, and I kind of feel like I don't. When I say question marks to their depth, I agree, but it's not as big as question marks as a few years ago or even this year. Like I feel more confident. It's just like a lot of guys are young. You haven't seen them. Yeah. So like it's that's, like, that's the big thing. Like you trust the evaluations, but you don't. You just haven't seen the guys right. do anything. So there's still question marks. Yeah. It's not that I don't necessarily feel. I feel better this going into this year than I did last year, but I definitely still have a ton of questions. And that's, I mean, I think that's fair. I don't think I, I would feel weird to be confident going in. Right. It'd be like sixteen. We're, we're so, definitely not going to win. So after the twenty twenty season, what position group do you think will be the best one? After like the that, that was the best group because I, I feel like you can kind of say wide receiver is definitely our best group last year. I would almost argue offensive line was the most pivotal one. Yeah, pivotal, but I think like maybe production overall, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't I mean I don't know how many just because I mean lack of quarterback play. I don't know how much we really registered there throwing the ball. Right. But yeah, I'd, so that'd be. T- I mean, I'd, I'd say the most talent was probably in your receiver group, more than likely. Yeah. Um. Twenty twenty, when it's all said and done, I think we're gonna be looking at their running back group. And okay. and you could probably argue, oh well, the offensive line plays a big key, but I just think with how much talent's there, and you have talent coming in. I, and the offensive line, and then if you get a competent quarterback playing, whether it be Harrison Bailey or Jared Garantano, I feel like your running back is just opening up stuff yeah. for your running backs. So I just Eric Gray hopefully can you know keep building on what he did at the end of the year. Um, I don't. I mean Ty Chandler, I think is still a guy that could put his name in the mix every week. Um, I mean I don't know. I think there's just a ton of potential at the running back group. I think that's. And I don't know if we'll necessarily be saying it's one standout guy. I think it could be a committee again. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be like Eric Gray being really good and um, several other guys. But I just feel like it could be a committee thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the most pivotal on offense is going to be quarterback because without the quarterback, you know, none of those positions really matter if you right. become one-dimensional. Right. So, you know, you're, you're going to need help with that quarterback position. But, yeah, I like what you said with the running backs, with especially toward the end of the season yeah. when you saw Eric Gray, what he did to Vanderbilt, what he did to Indiana – you know, there there's hope there. Do you add Zach Evans? I'm I'm gonna say probably not. But I don't <laughs> think you do either. Yeah. I think Zach Evans ends up at Georgia and Georgia looks really stupid after what Kirby Smart said. I that's my hot take. Oh. I think Zach Evans is like, no, I want to go to Georgia. And they're gonna take him with open arms. But I don't I don't I wouldn't see that because they just added another running back. So I, I don't see him going there. I would say Ole Miss or Florida would probably be my guess. Okay. It'd probably be Florida just for, like, the Tennessee fan in me is just saying right. that he'll take that last visit to Florida and be like, oh, yeah, I'm shutting it down. Maybe. I want to know what the rules are because he obviously couldn't accept a scholarship at Georgia. Could he just walk on, though? Or were the rules against that? I don't know. See, I might be out on I that. wonder if he just, yeah. But I don't know all the rules. But I could totally see him. Because if he called Kirby right now and was like, I want to be there. You don't turn down a guy like Zach Evans, oh, who was no. rated one of the best in the country. No. You go, all right. I'll go delete my tweet right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, again, that's Screen probably the Tennessee fan, and you just think he's going to go to an that, SEC East rival. Well, that and just the college football fan enemy. Like, I know how – I've been an 18-year-old guy. I know how 18-year-old guys think. And then you've seen him on Twitter and all you know all around college football, too. I just yep. – I don't know. I, didn't, I mean, maybe, he's, maybe he likes the bag man – yeah. Robot thing they got at Ole Miss, Maybe. and, and he's just into there. that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think next year for me, probably I'm, I'm going to go defense since you went offense. I'll probably go secondary. Yeah. Um, you, you get two experienced corners back, and Alante Taylor, Bryce Thompson. You don't have to get really any. You, you all you have to really replace is Nigel Warrior. But I feel like Jalen McCullough did a great job. Right. No, I feel later like on the season. Him. I feel like a healthy Trayvon Flowers. He's a guy that started his, he was starting his freshman year. Right. He's just been hampered by injuries. Yeah. I mean, it suck, definitely sucks to use Nigel, lose Nigel Warrior there, but I feel like there's plenty of guys behind him that can yeah. have some slack. So I don't know if they'll improve as much as Nigel did over the course of the year, but there's plenty of talent there. I think so. And hopefully that helps that defensive. I mean, and that's a big thing about the secondary, too. You kind of mentioned like those positions have to, to be good, like the quarterback has to be good. I mean, for the secondary to really be good, like you have to have help with 
pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're just gonna have all the all all the time, all the time of the day, or whatever, and be able to throw on you. Yeah. So, and if they're able to run the ball, is the secondary really gonna look that good? Maybe. I remember we had Tennessee had had like four games where the team had like 300 rushing yards, and our the Vol football Twitter account tweeted out that we had the best secondary in the last couple of weeks. Well, oh yeah, because God. they're not having to throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's real easy. Just here you go, bud. Yeah. So, um, we had some questions. Oh, let's get those before we go to segments then. Um, so VFL GBO 68 says any transfers UT could look into. I don't know if he's referring to basketball or football. I'll go football first. I think the only one that comes to mind to me in football would be Chase Aiden. Um, and that that's going to really depend on what you see after spring practice. You know, what does Tennessee's running back room look like? You have guys transfer, could you add another playmaker? I mean, I think he's a good enough player to get some playing time. Yeah. I just don't know what that – if everybody stays right now, I just don't think it would be wise to come here. Right. and But there also could be some different guys we look at because the new rule of the NCAA is, I think, looking at the new rule of being able to transfer one free transfer. Yeah, I know the, so the Big Ten guys. offered that up and ACC supported that here recently, so – yeah, I, I mean, think they, it, I think they're looking at it this week. Like, yeah, I think we it's know. it's just it's going to trickle down to the NCAA is just going to have to make a rule. Well, yeah, because they're doing it in conference. Well, no, no, I think the Big Ten and the ACC. I don't, I don't think, I think the rule has to be amended by the NCAA that everybody gets one free transfer. I don't think the conference can make that rule. I think the conferences are just saying we support this, we want this. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. I got you, got you, got you. I think they're just like I think so. So yeah, the NCAA is going to have to come out and just say. Well, I think. I think the way it's seeming right now, I think enough conferences and enough schools support it that I think it is going to pass. So one free transfer anywhere, even in conference. And okay, so that makes sense. There could be some young guys that maybe after April are in the mix. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's just something to consider, and See, maybe a few guys that, t- that leave Tennessee. I guess I, I thought that it was just a they're doing it in conference to use that as a recruiting tool to be like, Hey, if you don't like it here, you can go somewhere else. And no, but you can transfer in conference. Okay. Yeah. No. Gotcha. Yep. I mean, that that's, that's going to be huge. I think it, it kind of gives the, the player more of a say in his career. Yep. And if you're not, I mean, if you're going to pay him, mm-hmm. I, I, we can sign for your contracts, but if you're not going to pay him, then yeah, and it, you is, be able it, to leave. it is kind of dumb that players are having to hire freaking attorneys to right. get, to play football somewhere. Right. I mean, when you really think about it, it's kind of stupid. No, yeah. And I definitely, I mean, when I used to think, I, and this is like several years ago, I used to think when you transferred and you had to sit out a year, like you lost a year of eligibility. Like if I was a junior, I couldn't transfer. There's no reason because I'd have to sit out my senior year. When I found out you don't lose your year of eligibility, I kind of understood it to an extent. I definitely like, it's definitely frustrating to see coaches leave and players have to sit out a year. But yeah. like that, like I feel like if coaches had to like at least take a year off for grace period, Okay, change that. Right. Then we might be able to talk about what players are doing. But yeah, it's it's pretty insane that coaches can go from school to school to school if they'd like, and players have to sit out. And they get years, paid. And they get paid. Well, they get paid legally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's I I don't know how I feel about the one free transfer rule. Um, I think I'd just like to see them put put things in place where they could. Like transfer for coach leaves, stuff like that. Yeah, like a hardship kind of right. thing. Right. And like a, a more black and white process, not a, well, there's a lot of gray areas. No, if a kid's got a, parent, a loved one in the hospital and they're moving closer to home, the waiver's in. Yeah. I don't care if it's 10 miles closer to home. Mm-hmm. It's 10 miles closer to home. Yep. Maybe it's a better situation for them for whatever reason. I'm just worried about it's going to be like, hey, we'd uh... – Hey, you're the the best quarterback in the country. Come to this school now. Like I'm, I'm worried it's gonna make recruiting, like you're just gonna recruit other people's rosters. Yo, yeah. Well, surely they still won't be allowed. I mean, there. I know that some of that goes on, but right. surely we still won't be allowed to do that. I don't. I don't know how it'll work. I don't. I don't like you know Mark Rick was pretty much saying he's like, I, oh, I'll just let you develop the kid and then I'll go get him. I mean, that wouldn't work because the kid would develop and probably become the starter. <laughs> but right. yeah, I mean, there's definitely gonna be some poaching of of rosters of. You know, I'm sure you'll see some second-string quarterbacks that, you know, will leave before maybe they get a chance. I mean, 
Yeah, why would you ever be a second string quarterback? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you won't really? you probably won't ever again unless you just wanted to be at that school. You're probably you'll probably yeah. find another ACC, SEC, Big Ten school to transfer to. I don't know. I'm curious to see how it works. The one time transfer rules, it's very. I just I'm curious to see how it's like if it's. I mean, at least they're making it black and white. That's yeah. fair, at least. I guess they're at least saying you get one time. I guess that's the best way to make it black and white. So, whatever. Yeah. It, I, it, the rate of transfers will probably stay the same. So I mean, just I, do I don't think it should be left up to, like, an attorney gets you no. eligible. Because and, now then you're looking at kids who, like, can't afford it. Yeah. Like, the kid who transferred to, like, Western Illinois who didn't get eligible and his mom was in the hospital. Like, what? Yeah, and the Luke Ford kid, the Georgia tie-in yeah. that went to Syracuse. Yeah. Was, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I guess just give him one free transfer and we'll, yeah, that's the best way to make a block. Because, like, imagine if Justin Fields didn't get eligible this year. If he wouldn't have if he hadn't hired an attorney. I don't know who the backup of Ohio State was, so I don't know how they would have done. I'm sure. Well, they I think it was, I mean, Tate Martell left because oh, he was coming. True. Yeah. He's he's going to hate this one transfer rule. He's making only transfer once. Where do I go now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's my other question. Guys that have already done that, do they get another one? I would assume not, surely. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe Tate's like, oh, if, I, if I'd known I only got one, yeah, I would have gone I'll, somewhere else. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would have went to Tennessee. Oh, I didn't I, I did not want to yeah, either. I'm good. <clears throat> I'm good. I've seen I – I, I hope these people who accept QB1 understand either you better be your best you <laughs> or you're going to be hated. Oh, yeah. Please don't put a Tennessee quarterback on QB1. I – because they're going to do something that I would just I hate. Just don't do it. Don't ever do it. Like, I'm glad Harrison Bailey. I'm sure Harrison Bailey's a great guy, but I'd hate to find out he's not. <laughs> You're right. He does wear Crocs. So, if we're going to be fair to that. <laughs> you wear Crocs. Or, no, I do not wear Crocs. <laughs> I was like, did I say the wrong thing? No, absolutely not. No, you definitely wear Crocs. I've never worn Crocs in my drive-off. I can say that proudly. I used to wear the, the Airwalks, the off-brand well, Crocs. You wear Croc slip-ons. Yeah, no doubt. No, those aren't Crocs. Those they are Walmart like, flip-flops. They look like Crocs. They're not flip-flops. Everybody needs some shower shoes. Everybody needs to take the dogs out kind of shoes. And I have those. Just be a grown man it's, and get something that doesn't like, look like chalk or it's Crocs. five bucks at Walmart. Just some, some slides. Just get some house shoes that have the outdoor tread on them. They're expensive. No, they're not. You can get some at Walmart. Not for five bucks. You don't need them. You can get them for ten. I, then I lost five bucks that I could have had on my flip flops. Yeah, and you look stupid doing it. <laughs> you just wish you. Let's had get those. into some segments. I'm really glad I don't have those. Jumbotron. Jumbotron coming up with punishments for the Astros, dude. Because the all, MLB has not done a good job. This isn't terrible. Like they haven't done anything. Yeah, I don't. But saying, that. hey, you're fired and you're fired. That's literally all they've done. But the MLB didn't even really do that, right? They suspended him and the Astros fired him, right? Yeah, but Alex Cora stepped down from the Red Sox. Right, right. he was involved. But I'm saying, like, the MLB didn't do that. They suspended him, and then right. the teams fired him, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, so you haven't really done anything. Just so dumb. I'm, so I've got one. I've got my first one. I think this is a great one. I think this is, is a punishment that should be carried out by the MLB. I think they should have SEC football officials umpire their games this entire season. <laughs> and they should... Like, the SEC officials should know you just have to act like the opponent is always Alabama. Yeah. So, if there's a questionable call, you just give it to the opponent. Like, okay. the Astros get screwed by every call. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, my first one is, so, you know Altuve's home run that sent yeah, him yeah. to the offer all to Chapman in, um, I think, game six or game seven. Other World Series, or the, the... Yeah, ALCS? Yes. Yeah. And... He went. He came to the play and was like, "Don't rip my jersey! Don't rip my jersey!" Right, because he had the buzzer or whatever in his jersey. And went into the dugout and changed his shirt and come out and did a post game interview. Right. So didn't really even celebrate with the team. He had to touch home plate and he just let him touch his head and he went in inside and changed his shirt. Um. So it was asked like why he did that, and Carlos Correa came out and said that he had a tattoo on his collarbone that wasn't finished. Well, I thought it was because his up. wife didn't want him to be shirtless. So that that was one thing too. But okay. Carlos Correa said that. So I think all of them should get matching tattoos like that say that I'm a freaking cheater. On right on your bone. On right your on collarbone. Like yeah. Just the whole time. Yeah. Just 
All of them should get matching tattoos. So I'm glad you mentioned that one because that's one of mine. I'm gonna. I'm glad I did four now because I'm gonna add in on that Altuve one. So apparently his wife does not want him to be shirtless. Altuve is apparently embarrassed about his body. So I think he should have to stand in the busiest places in the United States without a shirt, like Houdini style. Like suspend him above like Times Square with shirtless. Yeah, New York City. That'd be great because yeah, be they, got, they got screwed. And that'll go on with my next one. I'll, so that one was just kind of I wanted to add in on yours. So my next one is a public stoning. Okay. Yeah. But the good news is they can wear the buzzers so they know when off-speed pitches are coming. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> at least you know when a slider is going to hit yeah. you and not a fastball. <laughs> um, my next one, since Altuve cheated Aaron Judge out of winning an MVP, I think he should – they should paint a mural of Aaron Judge inside their uh, stadium. Inside the Minute Maid. Yeah, like it says it. judge for MVP. You should do it like the um, the old Marlins outfield uh-huh. and like a really tacky statue that everyone sees and is like, I know what that is. Yeah. Like an ugly ta- an ugly statue. Like yeah, you, know, you don't even get to make it look good. Yeah, with a, a big package. With his shirt off. Yeah. With buzzers on it. <laughs> <laughs> or him, or Aaron Judge holding Hold a baby... Jose Altuve. Don't have to be a baby, just a normal size. <laughs> yeah, Jose Altuve. yeah, he didn't have to be a baby. <laughs> um, my last one, relegation. Yeah, a lot of people. We we talked about relegation last week on uh, on the show with XFL and NFL. A lot of people have been wanting relegation. They've been wanting the Astros to go to AAA. Look, it would work out perfectly. So the Sacramento River Cats won the AAA championship last year. They're the AAA team of the Giants. They would be in the opposite division of the Giants. They'd be in the AL West. Giants are in the NL West. So it's not like they could really sandbag one team. They should try to win the AL. It works. Relegation works here. Relegate them to AAA. They have to turn over all of their money for the that the Astros use. Like their they swap salary contracts. Money. They swap. Well, not the players. They can go out and get their own players. They can't. They can keep them. They want to. Okay. But they, yeah, you have to swap them. They get sent down to AAA and. The Giants can use as much money on the Astros as they'd like. So they could give them nothing. <laughs> I hate Relegation. It. And then if Astros want to get back in, you better win the AAA championship next year. Relegation. I'm telling you, it works. It's effective. <laughs> so that was kind of mine. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're, you know, you're Apologize. good. Um, so, so mine was, mine was a little different. I said trade. Their minor league team, their AAA okay. team, and they play in. Oh, so trade out the Astros AAA team with their. With the, yeah, okay. yeah. See, I so, like that, but I want I want to take away more from the Astros. So I'm saying flip <laughs> contracts. So like, right. The best player on See who their AAA team is on you know? their AAA team. No, I don't. On their AAA team, gets Jose Altuve's contract. Like you, you match it up like right. that. And so like, oh, okay, they, okay. Yeah, so, so you're they, paying the AAA players. Okay. Yeah, and they get. The triple A player's oh, contract, which is like yeah. thirty thousand. So I like that. They wouldn't know how to live. They and the, definitely and the wouldn't, Mets getting... wouldn't let them use a nice locker room. Did right. You read that yeah. Story? Yeah. Absurd. That should be my stupidity. It looks like they are the. Uh... Wait. Hmm. I also thought they should. Um... The Round Rock, whoever that is. They used to be Fre- the Fresno Grizzlies. Also think they should line up, and the. Pitcher throws the hardest on the team gets the a free shot at every single player. I do it. Little butts up every game. Like first inning, they come out there, bam, bam, it, or or do the they can wear like catcher's gear because you don't want to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but you're out there like uh, no, I'm just telling you, put buzzers on. Just like let them Happy know Gilmore. The, yeah, in the get batting cage, just just let them know when the when the off speed pitch is coming. Yeah, get the buzzers out. Yeah, don't, it's, don't it's, rip the jersey. Cody Bellinger had a great point. Also, uh, I think Stanton and um, Mike Trout said, "If I could, if I knew what pitch was coming, I'd have ninety home runs a game right. <laughs> or a, a year." Um, but Cody Bellinger was like, "Who hits a home run off a of Raldis Chapman to send their team to the World Series and goes in the dugout?" Yeah, I'd be butt naked. Yeah, in the middle he of was that. like, he was like, and. Don't rip my jersey. Don't rip my jersey. He's like, you can rip my jersey. You can rip my pants. You can rip yeah. whatever you want. And Jose Altuve walks around shirtless all the time. <laughs> like every picture you see of him in training, he doesn't have a shirt on. And guess what? He doesn't have a 
tattoo yeah, on his collarbone either. <laughs> That's awesome. Stupidity. We're just going to go with it. Well, I also want to mention Jim Crane didn't even – he said it didn't impact the game. Yeah, that's – Absurd, absurd statement. And then somebody is asking, "Can you elaborate on that?" He was like, "Well, I didn't say it didn't impact the game." <laughs> Everybody's like, "What?" And they're like, "We had a, it didn't impact the game. We had a good team. We won the World Series. I'm gonna leave it at that." Right. But also, they should give up. All the players should give up all the rings. Yeah. Take the banners down. That championship is gone. Yeah. No one gets it. Absolutely. And. Altuve's MVP trophy should be thrown away. No, I agree. If you're going to take uh, Reggie Bush's Heisman, which I know that's not the same people, you should have to take that MVP away. He doesn't get it if they're not cheating. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I don't think people understand, like, stealing signs from, like, when you're on base and a guy filming in the outfield and buzzing into the players is 100% different. Like, it's like stealing signs in football, filming them from across the field and then talking to a mic'd up guy on the sidelines back. This is where they're running. And then me as like a defensive back looking over and going, I know that play because I've studied film well enough, is far different. Oh, yeah. Far different. And if you don't understand that, you're a moron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't understand that, you're an idiot. So um, that's my stupidity, if you didn't get that. My next one is Butch Jones. Apparently he has a couple of friends, and one of them is Coach Steve Matthews at Knoxville Catholic, who sat down on a podcast to discuss, I don't know what. Is your stupidity? Talked about Butch. Yeah. Okay, okay. And um, he mentioned that Butch Jones bought Catholic a Jumbotron to install plays. Jones said that's how it's done at Alabama, and it would be beneficial for Catholic. First off, they didn't make it very far this year for how far they should have made it. But I'm not going to pick on Catholic. It's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to pick on Butch Jones spending $8 million of Tennessee money on the schools that already have $8 million worth of Tennessee money. The heck, man? Be spreading that wealth. I love that his family didn't even want to move to Alabama with him. That makes me so happy. Also, (laughs) also, did you see like what was said about the Jumbotron? So they wanted to install plays on it, which I kind of understand, but I'm like, who are you watching on the Jumbotron to install plays if you haven't installed them yet? Well, what are you watching? Well, he said Alabama does it that way. And I'm like, okay, so Alabama doesn't do it in their indoor facility. They don't do it on their practice field. Is there not a Jumbotron? There's not a Jumbotron out there. So they're only doing it on the game field. Which is never probably yeah. So they're they're they, never installing plays. Like they probably don't even do Friday walkthroughs on the game. Floor. I like did I did an aerial view to make sure they did not have a jumbotron out there. There's no jumbotron. Interesting. Wow, we need to do some more research into that. Figure this one out. <laughs> so where are they installing plays? Do they have clickers? Oh, <laughs> time to investigate. NCAA. I mean, I was like, what in the world? And you, Nick, wh- and even that Nick Saban hates practicing inside. So it's not like he would go inside to install plays. No. He hates it. He's vocally said So it would be on a – there's no Jumbotron. It's like Tennessee. is like Tennessee doesn't have a Jumbotron out there. Right. I don't know, man. <laughs> I was like – Is this Jumbotron going to be like the trash can where it's just – who knows where it's Did going? you just try to make like a a reason to give them a Jumbotron? Oh, dude, this I need this reason to buy you plays, I need bro. this reason to buy you a $5 million Jumbotron. Here you yeah. go. Man. Also, yeah, like, Knoxville Catholic didn't have enough money. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, good lord. Oh, God. What an idiot. Do you have any more stupidities? I think I have more. I do. Um, My boy, Mark Richt. Good Christian man, Mark Richt. Forget you, George. You fired him. He's a good Christian man. He also had a birthday recently. He had Hot Dog Delight. Dude, nah, don't show it to me. It looks so disgusting. <laughs> oh, my God. That looks like a heart attack. Like it looks like a like a human organ. What's the place? I'm not looking at it. What's the place in Ohio? <laughs> the uh, oh, what's the place everybody in Ohio loves? It's terrible. Skyline Chili. That's Skyline Chili. That's what Skyline Chili is. That's that looks disgusting. I know. I can't even see the bun. Mm-mm. Ugh. Mm-mm. Do you put ketchup on beans? I never have, but I could understand putting somebody putting ketchup and mustard on like a chili dog. I don't do that, but I understand people doing that. Yeah, but that's not even hot dog chili. That's like... I know. I, I, I you know, looked I, at it. I saw it. I, I saw it. I'm just saying. I like. I do kind of understand it to an extent. I'm, I'm with you. I would never do it. Also, uh, Jeremy Phoenix. I'm going to give this man the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he was actually serious. I think he was trying to make a joke. But if he was serious, this would be a stupidity as an <laughs> epidemic. He says, can't believe he quit the Medea movies to play quarterback for the Defenders. And it's a picture of Cardell Jones. 
<laughs> he has put on some weight. Yeah. Hey, that's my quarterback, though. But like, I, I'm hoping this man is making a joke. Yeah, he yeah, did yeah, do a hashtag. Be. So. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be doing it. He's got to. <laughs> but that's joke. hilarious. That is funny. Uh, my last one is our boy Baker Mayfield. Mm. My boy Baker Mayfield. Apparently, a month into his marriage, he had an affair in the back parking lot of a cheesecake factory. That is most important. Credit. If you can eat cheesecake and then go get laid, you're rolling in it. Good I'm, for him. I like it. Congrats. The stupidity part. She's not pretty, and her name is Casey Dingus. Dingus? You <laughs> cheated on your wife with a girl named Dingus. It's not and she, good. And his wife's attractive. Yeah. Way far more attractive than he is. I'll say that as someone who people will go, you look like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Really needed that one. No, I would love to look at Baker Mayfield. Especially like, what, an inch taller? I'd be an inch taller. Just an inch. Just an inch. Not very much more. But I mean, he's about still five, be an average he's height. He's about 5'11". He is 6 foot. I'm just kidding. But he's taller yeah. than Drew Brees. That's, they that's said that at the combine. I'm just saying what I've heard. He's just saying what I've heard. Drew Brees is out of St. New Orleans. He is. So Teddy's gone. Yeah, I mean, bring maybe. Teddy to Carolina, baby. Y'all need something. We do. <laughs> something. Is Cam Newton like officially gone yet? No, I don't think so. He needs to be though. Keeps throwing off his back foot like he's he's terrified. Garantano. He's terrified. He's a big dude to be terrified, but he's terrified. Yeah, I mean he is taking some hits when you. Well, it doesn't help that he's fighting his own DBs in practice. <laughs> That's true. He whooped his DB too. <laughs> he did. He should. Which Josh Norman just got he released four feet on him. by the Redskins. So does he come back? Cam Newton's there. No, not a chance. He ain't going to let them hands. Um, guys, thank you all for listening. Auburn game on Saturday at noon. Baseball plays Texas at 8. Texas Tech at 8. Houston at... I shouldn't have turned this off. What was it? Houston at noon? Houston's a noon game, too. Or two, maybe. Maybe is that two? And then the Stanford game is two, right? Please hold. On Sunday, hold. You can watch that on Flow Baseball. That's FLOBaseball.tv. Houston is at 3. Stanford's at 12. Okay. So watch that. Houston's a Saturday, Stanford Sunday on Flow Baseball. I'm sure Vol Network will also be carrying those games. We'll see you guys back here on Sunday. Sunday night? Sunday evening? Yep. Texas Tech. Bring the clickers. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.